Pea jug. Hobbs. There you go. We're back. Yay. Episode three. Woo-hoo. Yay. Woohoo. Okay. So episode one, we were not proud of. Mm. Two, only slightly embarrassed. Right. Three, we'll see where this goes. <laughs> we got lots to catch up on. First of all, we hope that you like the podcast and share the podcast. Please. We're starting to see the shares now. Yeah. We're recording this at the... Uh, Casa del Moonski, here in Lakeville, Minnesota. Hope you are happy wherever you are in your COVID free. I got my second shot. P Jug at Johnson and Johnson. You had how much side effects? Um, just a sore arm, just overnight. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Okay, so she okay. had the Johnson and Johnson. What yes. brand are you? Uh, I was the Moderna, and P Jug told me don't project side effects. I was worried about the diarrhea. Uh, I will. I will tell you of a of a cool, crisp autumn evening when Moon strolled into the office and declared he had a new disease, chronic dry eye disease. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I don't think that's a disease. Here's what I'm going to do before the end of this podcast. Yeah, I am going to read you a list of my physical ailments. Oh my God! See, oh, this list. is okay. Let's this do this. Is, yeah, that's that's riveting. Moon. Hobbs. One of the things I enjoy is smoking cigars. I have a heated garage, so when it's cold out here in Minnesota, I'm 75 and beautiful indoors. And while I'm indoors, my wife, a pea jug, is watching Dateline. They usually feature stories that are 20 or 30 years old. <laughs> it's terrible. Why don't they do new stuff? Not 20 or 30. It's been a long Maybe time. Maybe 10, but I do enjoy it. It's my Friday night deal. Guilty pleasure. Guilty pleasure. So the other night, I tell her, I said, hey, you want to watch a Dateline that uh, features a friend of mine? (laughs) And she's like, there's nobody you know that's on Dateline. I said, yeah, look it up. Lonnie Cocontas went to school with him at a small school in Nebraska. He was uh, in trouble with the law for selling marijuana and other uh, drugs. And he and I were really good friends. (laughs) And anyway, uh, he was sentenced to be a uh, habitual criminal in the state penitentiary in Lincoln, Nebraska for 35 years. Uh, Well, he was very intelligent. He didn't abide by rules very often, but uh, he taught himself while he was in prison to be a lawyer. Ends up getting out of jail, taking the bar exam, becoming a lawyer, and uh, makes a lot of money, is in a firm in Los Angeles. Next thing you know, he and his wife go on a cruise to kind of rekindle their relationship, and she ends up overboard off of a cruise ship. And oh, my God. That's what I thought would happen with us when we were on that cruise ship. There were plenty of times when she'd get over by the edge of P-Jug, and she thought, is he going to push or not? <laughs> <laughs> did you want me to push? Were you over it? You just wanted to end it? I did. Yeah. She'd had enough of me. Truth be told. Okay. <laughs> so, anyway, this guy I knew threw his wife overboard, and it's featured on Dateline, the story of Lonnie Cocontas. That's one of your favorite shows. You just watched Yellowstone and loved it. I did love Yellowstone. What else are you watching lately? Well, we watched several things as of the last two months. Maybe The the Undoing. Love that. That was Hugh Grant and Nicole Kidman. Yes, very good. The Queen's Gambit. Good. Let me tell you how to watch that. Don't think about chess. Because if you don't know anything about chess, you'll be way off. You'll be way better off. Think about the compulsion to win and then watch Queen's Gambit. Oh, 
What else have we watched? So many things. We're excited about season uh, 11 coming out of Shameless. Because Shameless was amazing. I loved it. That's one of my favorite series as well. Favorite character on Shameless? Oh, do I have to pick one? Yeah. Oh, what's who's your favorite character? Mm, I like Frank. <laughs> Frank's awesome. <laughs> you like Frank? Frank is just out there, man. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if you've never seen Shameless, take the time. It's about the most dysfunctional family in America. Uh, warning, content warning. A lot of nudity, a lot of drug abuse, a lot of vulgarities. So it's pretty much like uh, being over here at the house. <laughs> Perfect. Exactly. I've been doing documentaries lately. I like them. I did one about like uh, President too. George Bush Sr. It was a great show learning about how, you know, this young kid, you know, ends up in Kennebunkport and, yeah, you know, eventually becomes president. You get to see... You know, they're a big compound and how some of the nor'easters come in and flood their place every now and again. And uh, what an interesting family. And I had the opportunity to meet many of the Bush family on um, different occasions and fundraising events when I was in Houston, Texas, because they lived less than three miles from the radio station. And they would go to the same place for breakfast that we did after the morning show. So there's George and Barbara Bush sitting there with some secret service dudes. And we would just have these extended conversations and they were the nicest people. I know what I want to see is that um, Barack Obama, Bruce Springsteen. A uh, documentary? Podca I think it's a podcast. Podcast? I think so. I'm not sure if it's out yet. It's on Spotify. It's what I remember. Yeah, that sounds really good. I'd like to see that one. You've never listened to Joe Rogan's podcast, but I think he, I believe, got a deal from, I think it's Spotify for like $300 million. Wow. Now, I don't know how much we've spent on the equipment for this podcast, like maybe, I don't know, 1200 bucks or something like that. Uh, maybe a little $5? Yeah, I don't know what it was. <laughs> but, you know, our expectations are so low. We're not, if we get 100 downloads a week, good for us. The reason we started this whole thing was my therapist thought it would be good for my, my uh, well-being. Because during the pandemic, you're obviously locked up. You can't hang with your family and friends. So you need an outlet. This would be my outlet. And I thought, well, who would be better than P-Jug to join me? And then uh, our good friend Hobbs, you know, when Hobbs came along, that worked out just great. Last week, uh, Hobbs got a new phone. I did. This week, Moon's got a new phone. Oh, he got a new phone. Okay, I've been fighting this battery-related issue Yeah. Uh, with the Samsung 9 yeah. for probably two years, but I was too cheap to get another phone. I would always have to go to a Sprint-recognized repair store, not a, a retail store. They don't fix stuff if it's not a fix them up shop. Okay. Oh, so I would have I to go to that. these limited, uh, you know, phone provider stores. And then they would take uh, almost like little tweezer kind of like looking things. And they would go in and they would dig the food out of my phone port. My battery life used to be around three hours tops. Okay. And then uh, because I had crap in the port, I'd have to charge it on a wireless charger, thus taking eight to 10 hours. Mm -hmm. I mean, oh my God, my life is so much better so far. I'm waiting to drop the thing. If I break this, I'm going to be so pissed. I cannot believe, well, finally, we're going to get Moon to be communicative yep. with others. Communicative. 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 <laughs> we're oh, using big words today. Nicaragua. <laughs> oh, and, and then uh, P-Jug wanted to talk about my phone. 
Uh, and it's something that's graphic and gross. I'm going to the refrigerator. P-Jug, may I have more wine? Yes. I'll be right back. Yes. Well, I'm a germ-phobe, I'll be honest. And that lanyard just lays right in his junk. <laughs> and, and, oh and it does. It, it does. does. And <laughs> anyway, so I hate that. That is the funniest thing I've that. ever heard in my life. It does. Because it's almost like, you know, so they used to give moon crap because moon I apparently told a story one time about a, a female nurse that was helping him with his MS and very, you know, very professional. But she needed to, like, have her hands close to his groin area. <laughs> and he's like, now be careful. You're getting into the danger zone. I can and hear now that. he's got the damn lanyard just hanging there. Just yeah. like an arrow. We want to talk about things that had to be canceled. Okay. In 2020, big things yeah. because of COVID. Right. Okay. There were people that were uh, missing weddings. Others went ahead and had weddings and were super spreaders. Yep. Then there were people missing funerals. But what do we have to look forward to as we get through this mm -hmm. with more people being vaccinated by the tons every day? I see one show I got to I gotta see. What's that? Like Bill Burr. Oh, Bill Burr. That's right. He just announced he's coming to Minneapolis. Yeah, Bill Burr at Mystic Lake. Yep. He's very funny. Yeah, he is. We should try to get him on the show. I will legitimately try. I will absolutely legitimately try. I think he's hilarious. I think he's uh, brutal, and I love it. That's an event I'm thinking about. The Minnesota Broadcasting Hall of Fame. Oh, God induction thing yeah yeah. Oh, yeah how long has he been talking about this p jug well, yeah yeah well yeah because someone got the got the induction got but the then, nod have you actually been to the broadcasting museum it's in edina the pavic museum it's not as uh glitzy and glamour well i don't want to sound like i'm completely blowing my own horn but <laughs> i will however <laughs> i've never really gotten drunk with you moon in the afternoon no, no, never. Oh, my God. Display in the lobby? Yeah. Certainly not. Uh, there were so many times that I violated the alcohol rules of the FCC. <laughs> right? I got, you know, totally trashed You on the told air. me about a time. Wasn't there, wasn't there, like, you had some weird, like, sycophant that loved your show that would sneak you beer in the window? Oh, yeah. Like, your radio station had windows that yeah. opened. Yep, back in the day. Because didn't you, you ruined the board, right? You dumped a beer on the board? I dropped a Corona on a board. Yeah, and then you paid the uh, engineer some oh, hush money yep. to fix it? Yep, and uh, that was like, a, I don't know, $60,000 board. And uh, then it got back to the management that I had spilled the beer in the board during the show. You're not supposed to be drinking on the air. And so they said, okay, if that happens again, yeah. you're out. You're out. Next night, didn't drink in the control room. Went to the Different control room. I went to the production studio. Ah, room. well, okay. screw this board up. Yep, and I dumped <laughs> another Corona. Here's the thing. I always get into industries at the wrong time. I got into banking in the late 90s, early 2000s, and that's when they officially ruled out drinking at lunch because sure. I wanted to be a banker. Because you could smoke at your desk. You could have cigars. I love the movie Wall Street. I just wanted to be Gordon Gecko running around, yelling at people, getting drunk in the afternoon. Now, frowned upon. And then I go into radio. Now you can't drink on the air like you told me about. You can't be high. 
can't have cigarettes in the studio. It's all it's all for naught. I had a program director. His name was John Driscoll. We're still dear friends. He runs a place called Voice Over America. He did some voiceover stuff uh, that promoted me when I was going on the air in Denver. Here's an example. The legend of Moondoggy. They say it was just about here where little Larry Thompson was lost during a family camping trip just before the season's first snow. They searched and searched, but eventually he was given up for dead. But as all good legends would have it, they never die. The legend of Moondoggy continues from Y108. This guy was my boss, and he called me up one night, and he said, Moon, you sound like sh-. He goes, have you been smoking pot? And oh. I said, no. And he goes, well, you better get some then. Oh. That's what he said. He was my boss. That was your boss? That was my okay, boss. Okay, you know what? I take it all back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Moon, P-Jug, and Hobbs now presents a list of my medical conditions. Yes, let's, please. Multiple sclerosis. Okay, everybody, everybody, sit down and relax. This is going to be like a fireside chat. Neurogenic bowel. Ah. Neurogenic bladder. Wow. Neuromuscular <laughs> dysfunction. Okay. I'm okay. so sorry, P. Jug. Autoimmune thyroiditis, hemochromatosis, lymphedema, sleep apnea. He actually has this list yeah. on his phone and he's scrolling with his thumb right now. Okay, go on. Hashimoto disease. Hashimoto disease. <laughs> don't you have that, huh? I, I I don't know. I could have a touch of the Hashimoto, and I don't. I I might be unaware. What are the symptoms of Hashimoto disease? You gain weight. Go on. No, yeah. no. What else? What else? I've gained weight. Yes. Uh, your nails get brittle. Yes. Sometimes you want to scratch your privates. <laughs> check, check. I have Hashimoto disease. Maybe I yeah. am the the fool. Right. I'm the fool. I'm the fool. I don't have a list of my possible and probable medical conditions on my phone. I've seen you do that at the table. Yeah. Sorry. I, I, Hashimoto, I, it sounds like it. Okay, okay. go on. No, no. Let's. So no, when let's you see somebody list. scratching themselves, they could easily have Hashimoto's disease. Hashimoto. Moon, P. Jug, and Hobbs. Thanks for writing us. Moon, P. Jug, Hobbs at gmail.com. Lots of suggestions. Uh, somebody actually caught me doing something that they thought was inappropriate in episode one. Mm. And they said, why don't you guys come up with a list of things that you shouldn't talk about on the podcast? After I said the word morbidly obese two times in one episode. Politics. Don't talk about politics. Oh, don't talk about politics. Don't talk about plumber's crack. Ah, yes. uh, Anything to do with poop. Anything you expel or project out of your body, you should probably not discuss. Stories about infections. <laughs> yeah, well, we already blew a lot of these rules. Okay. Okay, go on. No, no. no, no I used to have to think about it. These are some of the things that uh, people don't want us to talk about, so we're not going to do it. No, we we're not going to do it. Beggs has a, a picture on her phone. We'll describe it in a second. It looks like a uh, breast to me with a nipple. <laughs> That is yes. prominent. Well, yeah, most things do. It's yes. a prominent nipple. Correct, sir. I'd love to keep you abreast to everything <laughs> that is happening on LiveScience.com. Um, there are mysterious blobs near Norway 
that are apparently, according to scientists, full of squid mucus and embryos. Gross. That he finds. Now, I showed you the picture. There is a diver next to the picture for scale. And when I say next to it, he is very close to it. Okay. He jug. Look at how big that is. Oh, that's big. big. Now, to me, that does not look like a breast. To me, that looks like an alien that is trying to absorb my soul. I showed this to your husband. Okay. And he's reminded of a stripper he met in Dallas. I mean, that's the kind of boob I think you're talking about. All right, second story. Okay, I'm pulling it up on my old uh, phone here. This I love so much. There is a specialized gym for children with special needs. Helping kids during the pandemic, especially kids that have limited motion because of physical illnesses, but also um, autism and all of the other different conditions they can all suffer from. And I just absolutely love that. And they started that business during the pandemic, which I think anytime you can make something happen good for you, there's been good stuff happening on this podcast. Something good happened for me this week. Something good happened for our unnamed producer this week and, yeah, really. and you guys got you got your shot you've had good stuff everything's happening is good now absolutely i mean there for a while i thought it was just time to swallow the gun barrel oh right, right? and now but now that time <laughs> but baby that time has returned because my third story is not great. my third story is not great what is it elon musk are you familiar oh yeah elon musk the uh multifaceted um, businessman yeah Elon Musk. Now, this is from The Hill. The Hill, if you're not familiar, is a newspaper that is very well respected and only covers Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C., which is where I'm from. Elon Musk's business partner says he could build the real Jurassic Park with genetically engineered dinosaurs. This guy has a lot of money. He comes up with a lot of ideas that people wouldn't even believe could be possible but yet he continues to prove them wrong. And now he's got something that's just really weird. So Elon Musk wants to, or says he can. And I don't know if this is just megalomania or whatever, because he is one of the richest people on the planet and just can do whatever. But he claims that he thinks that he can create a real-life Jurassic Park and reincarnate, but not like genetically but like robot dinosaurs. I remember when, uh, you know, technology in movies started getting really good. I mean, it used to be like a wasteland of special effects. It was terrible, right? You watch these old movies. Yeah, black and oh white my God, oh my God. They're so hard to watch yeah. sometimes. And then now. Except for the Star Wars trilogy. Star, oh, that they were, they that were held up. Star Trek, yeah, not, not so, so much. much. All right, uh, we're going to come right back. Short break, Moon, Stacy, and Hutch. So. <laughs> oh, you oh, dick! Yes. I'm Hodge now? Uh, wow! Uh, <laughs> uh, Moon, P. Jug, and Hobbs. Uh, we're going to ask questions on this show that we would like a response to. My wife, uh, we've been together a long time, and, you know, when you're first in a relationship, you are gnawing on each other like a rib bone. You know what I'm talking about? Wow, you can really like take uh, something romantic and 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 make it like a buffet. Yeah, go on. So, yes. You just start slobbering on each other. It's great. Eventually, sometimes the heat decreases in the kitchen. 
Oh, yeah. Well, okay. it's natural. Okay. Of course. Well, yeah, course. as you age or whatever, philosophers I keep with me all the time. The wife, uh, this is honest to God, she, every time I go to kiss her, <laughs> says, I'm not going to kiss you when you make that face. I go, what face are you right, referring to? Oh, oh, wait, wait, hang on, hang on. I wanted to introduce the new concept to this uh, show called The Sidebar. The Sidebar. The Sidebar. I've been watching a lot of legal dramas, and I want to have a sidebar real quick with okay. uh, P-Jug. Okay. P-Jug. Yes. What freaks you out about the eyes? It's the squinting. Like, like, like he, like, like, okay, okay. It, it, I see you squinting, but it, I don't know why that's totally a turn on or a turn off. I have never, you know, wanted to kiss somebody with my eyes open. I think it's creepy. I mean, when you're looking at somebody from one inch away, I mean, do you really need to have your eyes open or should they be closed? How about Even relaxed you, eyes? Relaxed eyes? She yes, wants you to squinting. relax your eyes. It's like a pirate, why don't you? Well, yeah, she wants one eye open, one eye closed. <laughs> yeah. She wants half and half. Yeah, don't be so specific. Just give me some tongue. Moon pee jug and obs. So when I got a new phone the other day, yeah, uh, I had to trance, you know, for all of the information, uh, data, uh, your diseases, MB3s, your 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 needs, all those things. Correct. Okay. Of course. And then uh, I have what's called a secure folder. Mm-hmm. In, your, in your secure folder, that's where you put your porn, stuff like that. Okay. Have you ever thought about an IT guy at a phone place or anybody that works on computers going through your files and finding what's in there? Yeah. I mean, how many times do we take pictures of wounds oh, yeah. and stuff like that? You think he got a zip? Why, why does he go to wounds? Right. He loves that word. Or, yeah. What do you love about wounds? You have some kind of a sore inside your nose? No, I mean, most people call it a scrape. It's a wound with you. A it's a wound. wound. The wound. It's so much. I mean, honestly, you are the biggest wordsmith for someone who, like, <laughs> legitimately tries to present themselves as super low-key. Like, you are a master manipulator with the English language. I will. That's That's... That is why you have been successful for 40-some years. That's right. You That's know, right. You always got to look for those words that nobody else uses. Wound. Oh, you know, we were talking about this the other day. Every, if every once in a while you get uh, a word that when you try to deliver it to another human being, it doesn't come out right, oh, or God. maybe you misinterpreted yeah. what the yeah. word really was in the first place. Yeah. Uh, for example, for sure. my dad used to say heart attacked. Plur- mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. like it had mm-hmm. already happened. Mm-hmm. Oh, he died mm-hmm. of a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, Dad, it's heart attack. Stop at the tack. Yeah. He's like, no, it's attack. Yeah. And then he'd say, and son, I, I'm not kidding you. I think I've got a swollen prostrate. I've had other jobs. I had a nine to five. Hated it. You know what the worst part of the nine to five is? The nine. <laughs> Noon to five. Okay. Nine to five? Uh, honestly, I'm not even up at nine. What am I, a farmer? <laughs> and the thing that always got me was the alarm clock. The alarm, actually the snooze button. The worst. Mine gives me nine more minutes. Nine, nine minutes is not a snooze. Ninety minutes, that's a snooze. I mean, honestly, have you ever woken up from the nine minutes refreshed? Oh, the nine was all I needed. Ten minutes would have been overkill. I'd have been groggy had I had that extra 60 seconds. I'm so glad they nipped it in the butt. The snooze button will kill you. I used to have a roommate who was addicted to the snooze button. You ever live with these people? They'll start hitting at 6 a.m., stop at 4 p.m. 
completely oblivious to the fact that there might be somebody else in the world annoyed by this racket. They'll come up to you at the end of the day with the audacity that, I didn't wake you up this morning by hitting the snooze button 74. Oh, no, of course not. Of course not. I wake up every nine minutes on my own. That's my natural rhythm. Yeah, that's my thing. I didn't even wake up. In fact, I thought I was having a dream in which school buses were backing up every nine minutes for seven hours. But that was you, huh? I got to talk about this Best Buy Yeti microphone I bought, okay? Everything's being brought to us now. We don't ever have to leave our homes for anything. Hobbs, she told me about these microphones, so I, I get on bestbuy.com. And I, uh, I needed it today so that we could do this. I find one at a store nearby. And I'm thinking my wife goes to the gym almost nearly right next door. Plus, there's a Jersey Mike's over there, and I'm thinking that'd be good. <laughs> okay, so get yourself, I would, a, get yourself a Sammy while you're at it. Okay, yeah, and I was going to have her make a couple of stops. Well, that would have been all fine. When I found that they had one at their location, it wasn't going to be available until the 29th of whenever. But I could have it delivered the very next morning from the same store. Huh? Yeah, isn't that the craziest thing? So if I went in person, I couldn't get it for up to a week or two. But if I had it delivered and I ordered in the next 41 minutes, I could have it there the very next morning. And then I talked to uh, my buddy. Uh, we can't say his name on a podcast. Yeah, He's the, like the producer dude. This was strange. He has had the same thing happen where then, uh, you know, Best Buy says, oh, yeah, we'll get her there in the morning, making you uh, urgently order what you want. In the next four minutes, you got to do it right now. So then that's what he does. And then immediately the next morning, he gets an email or a text that says, shipping's been slowed down because of COVID. But you've already bought it. Then you got to go through returning it. And, you know, you don't get cash back. They want you to you know spend the money at the store. I don't know. Uh, you remember a store called Circuit City? I sure do. Was that based here in Minneapolis? Oh, I'm not sure. I, you know, I, I think it's just Best Buy that's from here. Yeah. But maybe, they, maybe I, I, I can't, I can't speak to that. I shouldn't open my mouth. Well, you know, over the years I bought a lot of electronics and uh, none of it ever worked right. <laughs> I think that? that's just you. <laughs> uh, I need people to take care of me. Uh, my old boss was over here the other day. He said it takes an army to get me from point A to point B. <laughs> but when we get there, there's a payoff. Yes. Okay? Uh, here's another thing we wanted to address, and we're not going to spend a great deal of time on this, but being in Minneapolis and St. Paul for the last year, since almost last Memorial Day with the whole George Floyd thing, this town has been changed. Uh, it used to be where if you saw a police officer, you'd feel safe. Now, if you see a police officer, you're wondering if you need to take cover. And that's so sad. You got to give praise to the officers that are doing it the right way. And there are bad apples out there. And, you know, I knew that they were going to give all three um, crimes a guilty verdict, which they did. And I'm happy about that. And I hope that we can go back to living our lives. And I hope there's change. Now the Federal Justice Department is investigating our whole, you know, PD, uh, you know, to find out about all the improprieties and the social profiling and all of the stuff that goes on in this town, because they say if you're African-American, you have a five times higher chance of being stopped here. And you have a, a criminal 
background, uh, criminal education, right? Yes. I'm glad you clarified. It <laughs> sounded like I had a criminal background. Yeah. I, I have I, a criminal background. Yes, you do. Yours is more. <laughs> I, have a, I have a college degree in criminal justice. Yes, I have a law enforcement degree. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when they're teaching you about that stuff, do they teach you chokeholds and all that other stuff? Or what do you got to learn? You do take tactics and they do teach you how to get prisoners to submit or, you know, people to submit into custody and how to frisk for weapons and all that kind of stuff. Um, but that was when I first saw the video of George Floyd. I mean, that's, that's never been okay to no. just kneel on someone's neck like that. That's not in a sanctioned or approved thing. You know what I mean? It's just, no. it's just not because he was already restrained you can use a certain amount of force up to a certain point to gain custody of the person. But then once they are in your custody, they are literally in your custody because you've rendered them unable to care for themselves and they need you to be their caretaker at that point to a certain extent. And so that's why it was just so egregious, but I did not share your optimism. I was very worried that there was not going to be a guilty verdict on some of the charges. I, I was blown away. I was glad because I live in downtown St. Paul and we've had uh, the National Guard coming through constantly for the last year. When I was, I had a dentist appointment when they were announced they were giving the verdict and uh, I was walking through the Skyway in downtown St. Paul and they were putting up the boarding and everything. No one really knew which way it was going to go. And I'm, I'm relieved, relieved. It's not justice, but it's, it's a verdict and it's the right one. Yeah, it's been crazy in this town. And when you walked around in downtown, I mean, there was militia. National Guard was everywhere and yeah. cops everywhere. And, you know, they were there to keep order after what happened, you know, after the uh, buildings were burned and looted and all that other stuff. You know, and then we had another police boo-boo again right during the whole George Floyd trial. And that, you know, escalated everybody's thinking again. Maybe there's some hope now. I'll tell you about my friends that are cops. To tell you how hard it is to be a cop. I had a friend and his first week on the job in Houston, Texas, he uh, took an extra job because police officers don't make a ton of money. Uh, you know, they do okay, but they're not, you know, getting rich doing it and they're risking their lives every day. So he took an extra job in his first week and he was working in uniform in a garage that people parked their cars to go into a nightclub where gang activity had been happening. And so he's walking around in the garage and a car is going the wrong direction. You know, you're supposed to, you know, go a certain direction to get in and out of the garage. Correct. This guy was, this guy was going the wrong way. What happened was uh, my friend in uniform told him, Hey, you need to turn it around. And the kid punched it. And he ran my friend over. Oh, my God. With the car? Jeez. With the car. What happened was my friend fell about one car over was his civilian vehicle. He drug his bum leg, climbed up into his pickup. And he had one of those little fake red light things, you know, that they have, you know, you can put on your car or whatever you want. to. Yeah, call like if you're things. undercover, if you're like a detective or something like yeah, they would he, do in the movies and they slap it on the top. And, yeah. Yeah. And so this kid pulls out of the garage and tries to, you know, take off. My friend's giving chase in his truck. When the guy pulls out of the parking lot, he is stopped at a red light. My friend went around him with his truck, parked in front of him, 
pulled his service revolver out and told him to get out of the car. The kid reached under his seat. Oh, God. And that's when my friend put six bullets through the window. Turns out the kid doesn't have a gun. So that was bad. But there was a DEA bug on the kid's car. He didn't have a gun in the car with him at that moment. But there had been many other things he'd been charged with. He was a violent kid. And my friend had to go through a lot of interrogation day after day. And, you know, they were worried about civil lawsuits and all this other stuff. And turns out the way he got off, it was because the kid was basically trying to kill him when he ran him over. So the kid could have been charged with attempted murder. Yeah. Well, he was assaulting a police officer. And even if you're not enclosed, you know, if you're not wearing your uniform, that's still, that's still a thing. Because yeah. you can't just go, oh, well, I can assault you now that you don't have your uniform on. Here's another story about this guy. <laughs> oh, but let's, okay, more cop talk. All right. Oh, the, this one's really good. I knew somebody in the Twin Cities, and uh, it was a female. She had a creeper parking in his car. It was someone we work with, actually. Someone uh, would park their car out in front of this girl's house, and then he would, like, wander around, but you never knew where he went. He, he had no business being there. And so I said, hey, I got a buddy that's a cop down in Texas. Let me get his plate. So I wrote his plate number down and I called my friend. And I said, hey, uh, I bet this woman I work with and she's a little terrified because after she gets home, uh, some dude shows up and parks in front of her house and he just vanishes. And she doesn't know if he's looking in the windows or if he's casing the joint or what he's doing. And can you run a plate for me? And he says, no, I can't run a plate for you. And uh, he goes, you want me to tell you why? And I said, yeah. He said, uh, do you remember our friend Gary? Gary was a mutual friend of the two of ours. He was a Navy SEAL and he was certifiably insane. Gary uh, loved to play practical jokes. He had a DVR and he was watching CNN. The second highest ranking officer in Al-Qaeda had been found in New York City. And they showed a uh, close-up of the guy's car. So my crazy friend, Gary wrote the plate number down, then called my friend, the cop in Houston and says, Hey, I think my girlfriend's sleeping with somebody else. Can you run this plate for me? No, dude. So so he ran the plate of an Al Qaeda guy. (laughs) Yeah. So my friend's sitting in his car and the next thing you know, there's helicopters and secret service. And you know, it looked like the world was going to end. And there's my buddy just running a plate because he thought somebody was, you know, fooling around with his girl, his uh, best friend's girl. And he had to go through tons of interrogation regarding that as well. Long story short, (laughs) don't ask an officer to run a plate for you. No. And if you're the guy parked outside of that house, don't do that anymore. Moon, P. Jug, and Hobbs, we've covered a lot in this last few minutes, haven't we? Yeah. I don't know what we accomplished, but we covered it. (laughs) It's been covered. It's been covered in something. So uh, let's talk about you. Uh, She has a boyfriend that looks exactly like Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) And when she said that, I couldn't. Not exactly, but. But when he came to my home and he walked down my wheelchair ramp, I'm thinking, holy God, it's Aaron Rodgers in my garage. (laughs) And do people ask him to sign autographs? Yeah, they do. The very, our very first date. I was, uh, he stopped by, I was doing stand-up at a place called, um, uh, in downtown St. Paul, it's called Camp Bar, and uh, they have a thing called Laugh Camp, and yeah, the uh, one of the comics who was performing, 
was from Wisconsin from uh, where is it? Janesville, Wisconsin. And he was like, Oh my God, I got to get a picture with you. This is amazing. And now granted my boyfriend is a little shorter than Aaron Rodgers, but it is kind of striking and people do stop him all the time. P jug. My wife uh, is not with us today. She's on assignment. Oh, on assignment. <laughs> She's on assignment. You mean the list of things you require? <laughs> yeah, so I don't know what she's doing. She doesn't really want to be here on all the shows. She just said that. She said, you know, you never told me in the beginning that I was going to be here for every single thing. And I don't want people hanging around here every weekend. You know, is this what it's going to be like? And I'm like, oh, well, God, I warned you. We have a lot of visitors at my house because I don't ever leave. Right. People come to me. You're a destination. I'm a destination. I'm like an Airbnb. And as speaking of that, if anybody wants to buy my home right now for 300000 over asking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. The market is insane. You can make a ton of money just renting out like a closet right now. I mean, it's almost like LA pricing at this point for rentals. I live in a, in a condo building, but I don't own the condo right now. I'm renting from a very nice man. But every once in a while, someone else's apartment will go up for rent in the condo. And there's like, you know, there's bulletin boards by the elevators and that where you can post things because it's a nice little community. But anytime I see someone renting a unit like mine for more money, I steal the sign down. I don't want my landlord ah. to see that. People are getting that much. And raising the rent. <laughs> and raise the rent on me. Jeez. I know. Yeah. I'm terrified. I'm going to keep him away from all windows. He's going to be sequestered like a jury member. Like, I, I have to keep him away from all media, all news reports about rental prices. And, you know, I don't know how this happened, why we're so short on homes for sale. Because the rental market is ridiculous. And right now, interest rates are so low, they, people can buy for roughly what they're paying a lot of times for rent. Because... Yeah. I know my cousins moved here, I was two years ago from Chicago and they were like, oh, the rent's not that bad here. And I'm like, well, what are you paying? And they're like two grand a month. And I'm like, oh my God, really? Yeah. For like a two bedroom? And they're like, yeah. I was like, but that's not uncommon. And coming from Chicago, that was actually cheap for them. So many first time home buyers want to snap up those, those more inexpensive homes. Well, then those people sell and those people sell and those people sell and, da, 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 and just stacks. God, I mean, you know, I, if I sell, where would I go? That's the thing. And then I'm buying, you know, at the top of the market, I'll be paying, you know, 150 over what the other guy wanted. You know? That's why I say you just rent. You know, we were supposed to have a guest this week. His name is Dave Dahl. He was the chief meteorologist of five eyewitness news. Uh, the, the problem was I forgot to call him. <laughs> So, so, so it was an obstacle, really. So next week, we'll try to have Dave Dahl on. He's got a lot of weather stories. I mean, if you've been covering the weather for that many years, think about all the things you've seen. Think about, you know, hurricanes and blizzards and all that crazy crap. You know, when I first moved to the Twin Cities and I was on the radio here, I would talk about, you know, hurricanes. And my partner would say, what in the hell are you talking about something in the weather 1,500 miles away? No one here cares. And I said, well, wait a minute. If you had snowfall and snowfall was so deep that it crushed every single resident for 100 miles in every direction, do you think they'd want to know? Yeah, because, you know, they'd want to help or whatever. And it was kind of like they're like, well, don't talk about hurricanes. And then all of a sudden Katrina hit and it's like, well, maybe you'd be okay. 
I'm like, yeah, it's kind of okay to talk about things that changed the United States history. That actually happened when I was on my honeymoon. Yeah, we were in Cabo and my mother called me in a panic. You know, and my mother's not the type of person to pay international phone charges for any reason. <laughs> but she was she was very concerned. Um, but also she hadn't picked up a map because she did not realize where Cabo is. It's nowhere near where the hurricane was, like thousands of miles away. But Did you go to Cabo Wabo? I did go to Cabo Wabo. One of the coolest things I ever saw there, I saw Charles Barkley and, um, oh God, who's the other guy he always hangs around with? Shaquille? No, it wasn't Shaq. It was the other guy. I'm so bad at basketball. Kenny Smith? It wasn't Jordan. It wasn't Jordan and it wasn't Shaquille O'Neal. Anyway, they were there just chilling. Was he a tall guy? (laughs) Yeah, they were tall. I didn't talk to them. There were other people that time I was there, not for my honeymoon, but I was on a work, uh, like a, a sales trip that we competed for and we won. And uh, yeah, some of the girls uh, got to hang out with those gentlemen. We actually know several people that have dated celebrity athletes. Sure. And here's the thing. They go city to city and they have a lot of friends with benefits. Well, I mean, not all of them, but yeah. I'm you know. sure some of them are, you know, honest, upstanding and sure. married. They're dipping the wick in the everything okay. they can find. You know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. I don't <laughs> dip my wick in anything. I've never dipped a wick. We knew somebody that was dating one of the Vikings and, and we watched him, mm-hmm. uh, you know, many times leave with other women right from the stadium. Yeah. And so we would go to her and say, we saw your guy leave with someone and they weren't just friends. You could tell. And she's like, ah, yeah, you're just using its imagination. I'm like going, no, there's saliva being swapped. Oh, ew. Yeah, that's just unsanitary. This oh, time. I suppose yeah, that was pre-COVID when we pre-COVID. When we yeah. exchanged when we exchanged fluids more more readily <laughs> with reckless abandon. When I was in college, though, Mankato is where I went and the Vikings practiced down there. So I met I met a lot of the guys on the on the Vikings. And a lot of those dudes were really cool. And that's why I was kind of taking issue with like kind of some of what you're saying, because a lot of those men are really happily married. They don't cheat on their wives. I don't think they're like, they're good dudes. So they're Tom Brady. Yeah. Well, Tom Brady's got no reason to cheat. Can you imagine if Tom Brady decided to cheat on Giselle? But, but you know, but here's the thing though. I mean, Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce. I sure. mean, my God, if who cheats on Beyonce? Here's what I know about very successful and wealthy business people, athletes, whatever, when they get to the top of their career path, what are you going to do that will bring you excitement? You can afford anything, right? You can go anywhere. You can do anything. Yeah. But the thing that makes people cheat, trying to beat guilt. And I've known several very successful guys that had the world, had a beautiful home, beautiful wife, beautiful kids, everything was going their way. And the next thing you know, they cheat. And it ruined everything for everybody, and especially the kids. Yeah, it's tough. Well, you know, I think a lot of times, too, you you hit upon something, though, because when you are a professional athlete like that, like you really can't do drugs. You know, you really can't be out in public while and out, you know, so there's only so many kind of outlets that you have. Right. Of course, you're going to get plenty of offers. It's more likely, though, when people cheat, it's more it's more likely that you are the child of uh, parents that someone had an affair. It's, it greatly increases your odds of becoming divorced or having a, an extramarital affair if you came from a family that was divorced or that there was an extramarital affair. 
Did you see the Tiger Woods story on HBO? Oh my God! Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the exactly dad had this. Happened. The dad had the secret trailer at the golf course with him and his buddy. Like, yep. You know, and the next thing you know, Tiger's doing it. Definitely, it's definitely. You know, you you see that behavior, and sometimes people mirror it, and some people go the opposite way. All right, that's it for the Moon uh, P. Jug and Hobbs uh, podcast for the week. Not to mention that you're liking this thing online. Don't just like it in your mind. Like it yeah. online. Like it, like it, like officially. Like, like it. Like a valley girl would like it. Like super like it. Like, like it. It's time to end the podcast. It's time to shut off the mics. It's time to end the podcast and get a thousand likes. You need to share this podcast with friends in cars or bikes. It's time to end the podcast and get a thousand likes. Why do you always listen? I guess we'll never know. A fat guy in a wheelchair. What the f*** does he know? It's time to end the podcast. It's time to get some likes. Go to your computer, type it in, and you're going to win. We are out of lyrics in Boopy Jug and Hobbs.